Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And don't miss our one-minute Exit Coach Tip of the Day on ExitCoachRadio.com. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Thanks very much, Spike Reel, for that great introduction. I want to thank uh, octalkradio.net and their state-of-the-art studio right here at the Tech Space Building, first of all. Uh, They have a great lineup of business and community-based shows spanning many topics, so check them out at octalkradio.net. Net. And we're going to launch into, we have a great show today. We have several guests. We're going to talk about a wide variety of topics. So I hope that you can stay with us. If you can't, you can always find these episodes as they become reloaded at exacoachradio.com over the next few days. Our first guest is Ellie Marshall, and she's with Action Coach. She's a certified business coach from Katona, New York. And we're going to talk about the, the true cost of a bad hire or uh, alternatively, how to set the pricing for your product or service. I guess we're going to talk about both of these things maybe if we get time. Hi, Ellie. How are you today? I'm great. How are you today? I'm wonderful. Thank you very much uh, for joining us. Uh, we, we always like to have action coach uh, coaches on the show because uh, you have so much tools and resources at your disposal. Action Coach doesn't hire people who don't know how to get in there and coach. So I know you have a strong vetting process. But before we get into a little bit about our topics of the true cost of a bad hire and setting Mm -hmm. pricing, uh, we always like to start by getting to know a little bit about our guests. So could you share a little bit about your background and how you got into this particular line of work? Sure. Well, I have a very strong, I guess, corporate background. So very quickly to get you guys up to speed, I started out in advertising, and I worked for three years at an advertising agency in New York City on Procter & Gamble. From there, I went over to American Express, where I was the green card manager, and then became the gold card director. And from there, I went to Seventeen Magazine. I was a sales rep, and within two years, I was the VP director of international sales. Wow. Uh, After that, uh, or in between, I should say, I took time and I got my MBA from Columbia University. So I do have what people would call a classic business background, but that has really helped me with uh, coaching because you have all the tools that you need when you work with your clients. And quite a varied background from from uh, retail with P&G, I would imagine, is a, was, must have been a fascinating mm-hmm. groundbreaker for you. And then to Amex, a member kind of services, and then right. to a magazine. So they're all, all of those have in common, you have uh, the consumer, uh, but in the, the, especially Amex and um, 17, you're dealing with recurring revenues and subscriptions and things like that. Right, and American Express, um, and they still are, but they were really groundbreaking back when I was there. Don't want to give you too much about my age, but uh, <laughs> the direct mail, and that uh, is—I love direct mail. So direct mail is was very powerful. Focus groups—they um, really did a lot. You know, more people have uh, copied their their template, so to speak. 
And Procter & Gamble, of course, is classic packaged goods, and that's a really great background. So it all serves me, and I bring this to my clients every day with the coaching, on top of the action coach uh, system and having been a coach for about five years. Okay, so what types of clients do you work with now? What types of businesses? All types of businesses. The okay. great thing about action is it's we really have the bird's eye view of coaching and what uh, can happen in a company. And it boils down to four things. It's really time, team, money, and mindset. So I have um, plumbers, day spas, electricians, um, someone who started a weight loss vitamin product that's just exploded, of course, survey, uh, service companies, industries, you know, um, bankers, accountants. So it's really varied, but a lot of the core issues are the same. Well, like you said, time, team, money, and mindset. I like that. That's easy to remember. And yes. for our listeners out there that are really, you know, write those down as columns and start thinking about those areas. How do you get started with a business owner? What are some of the first things that you ask them or, or work with them on? Well, the first thing I always ask them is, what is your main challenge? Mm -hmm. Because remember, as a coach, we get you to your um, goals faster than you can on your own. Most people get sidetracked. I call them bunny trails. And they waste time and money. So we're very clear that it's your goals. We just get you there quicker. Now, quite frankly, most people, of course, want more profit. So that it always goes top on the list. Um, but again, it, it's us asking questions and finding out what's important to the business owner. And of course, you know, most small business owners have that entrepreneurial mindset that never sleeps. <laughs> it's always trying to reinvent a new bunny trail, right? So is that part of it is, is talking through, you know, I've got an idea or, or I need to... Uh, not not necessarily things I, I I should or should not do, but things I could do, and and are you a sounding board in a lot of cases for things like that? Yeah. Oh, of course. I mean, we're a mentor, et cetera. What we do is we set ninety day goals, and under the goals, they have strategies. So, for instance, you can say, "Okay, I'd like to make more profit." And I say, that's great. Well, how are we going to do it? And then I work with the client, and we develop strategies. Maybe we're going to do a direct mail campaign. Maybe we're going to increase your conversion rate. That's the way to focus people because entrepreneurs tend to be very idea-driven, but they also have to be action-oriented and see the ideas all the way th through to fruition, and that's the most important thing. So the 90 days is kind of the, the, the timeline that you look at? a quarterly plan. A quarterly plan, okay. So every yeah, quarter... Actually, mm -hmm. it, it's interesting because that's what we used to do, or they still do at Procter & Gamble. I was just going to ask... Companies you, do quarterly planning. I was just going to ask you, you know, it seems like people used to talk a lot about longer-term, longer-range plans, but in today's world, I guess things change so quickly that... And, and you probably, uh, by the time 90 days goes by, you see either progress on that goal or, or let's uh, choose another strategy 
I mean, is... yeah, and you're also that's a good point, Bill. You also are building on it because yeah. you might uh, start out, and we do what we call test and measure, and maybe we started out on something, and it's working, or maybe it's not working. So instead of you sticking with it for the year, let's you know rethink it and go in a different direction. So a couple of the topics that we, we were going to talk about, one is the true cost of a bad hire. What can you tell us about that? It is interesting because people usually come to coaching and they don't talk about that comes under team, team right off. But two of the things that surface very quickly are team and time. Having a bad hire, it affects everybody. I've gone into companies or talked with owners where they can have a large team or a small team. But let's face it, if you have a what we call a bad apple, it tends to tarnish and poison everybody. It drags, first of all, it drags the rest of the team down. When those people have bad behavior, mm-hmm. a lot of times it's, uh, don't want to point fingers, but it's the owner who's letting the bad behavior slip. Mm-hmm. And what happens is the rest of the team, it's sort of like a family. Well, how come Susie can get away with it, but we can't? So that's the first issue that we have. You know, so-and-so comes in late, so-and-so does this. And what I find is certain systems and rules have actually never been put into place. So it's like having a society. You can't have a society without having rules. Well, people working in a company, and they can be a small company, or a large company. I'm building up a company now with a plumber, and we're doing it right. He's a new client, and uh, we have uh, disciplinary disciplinary rules that I pass on to him. And it's building it up right. And what you're doing is positioning to the employee, okay, this is what we expect of you. Most small to mid-sized business owners don't do that. They just I call it jello on the wall. They just put the people in, see how it works out. If you're lucky, it works, but most times things start backfiring. And that's when it starts costing everyone a lot of money and time. The two resources that most owners don't have a lot. They don't have a lot of that. And, uh, you know, sometimes the owner might have to step away for a little while and, and employees pick up and and run with the ball, but employees still need to realize that an owner is the one that risked everything to start the company in the first place. And, uh, you know, right. So, so when you have, um, an employee who's, who's behaving badly, what can you do? What, what are the steps to take care of that? Well, the, as I said, the first thing I really, because I just had written an article that came out with business career, magazine and also with the Hartford, uh, excuse me, Harvard Business Journal. Mm-hmm. And it just costs an average employee over $25,000 a year for a bad uh, hire. They then waste their time because a bad hire will take more of the employer's time. And then they have to replace it. So I just want to have everyone realize the impact. Most people I find, a lot of clients just want to throw a warm body in, and it really pays to um, hire in the right way. So number one, write a job position. Mm-hmm. I, I find this even in larger companies. It's amazing. Really think out what the job entails so that the person coming in has 
clear expectations and realizes what they need to do to, to perform. And you do. So you're both on the same track. Yeah, so you have a way to measure if it's if everything's going well or not, and you, then yeah. you can modify that down the road. But that gives you a, a, the, the whole uh, idea of evaluating what's happening, what's not happening, what do we need to work on before it gets before it's a runaway situation like you talked about. Exactly, and I can tell you small companies and companies with, I mean, over 90 people, uh, it astounded me, no job descriptions. So everything, of course... There's no infrastructure there. It fell apart. How do you feel about um, those uh, human engineering kind of tests? There's there's Myers Briggs oh, the and there's you know Colby and there's uh, DISC and there's all these things that basically say we'll help you size up whether this person on a if there was a sailing you know a sailboat whether they're an anchor a rudder <laughs> or a sail. Well, you know I'm really glad you brought that up because we are very into assessments. First of all, the world of assessments have pretty much taken off. Uh, we like to use DISC, mm-hmm. and yeah. now there are a couple of, of other assessments that are really amazing. One is a judgment assessment, and it's been around for a while. It was started uh, by a Dr. Hartman, and they've worked it so that you can tell after taking this assessment, you get a complete uh, profile mm-hmm. of this candidate on if they'll fit into the culture, what type of risk are they, what is their value systems, all the red flags will pop up. The most amazing thing about this assessment is DISC, you can sometimes think, oh, that, you know, this is what they want me to answer. Yeah. You cannot figure this out at all. This is so left field that there's no way a candidate can figure this out. Uh, by the way, with DISC, if someone dies, does try to manipulate it, it actually, I just saw this in a case with um, a client. She was down to two candidates. I had them take the DISC. And we realized, or I showed her quickly on, that one of the candidates was very ma- manipulative. And that does come out. It's, it's a certain way that all the, the DISC bars come out. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, so I am a big proponent of that, because when you are interviewing someone, you have no idea. You are seeing such the tip of the iceberg. You're not seeing their values, their beliefs, all the deep things that end up really making a good um, hiree and person to be in your team. And people just say, oh, I like her. But, you know, the way they're hiring them is if they mirror part of their own self. Well, maybe that's not really the right person for the job. Correct. Yeah, because because the owner, the entrepreneur, might be really just one of those people that's a really good starting up new ideas, but not good at monitoring, following through, and maybe not researching. So you need somebody who possesses those other skills to create a whole team. Exactly. That's where that sailboat analogy comes in so nicely. I think that you don't want to yeah. have four rudders and no sails on a sailboat. You know? Right. Exactly. And as with the disc profile, if you're a high D with a, who's a dominant, and you know we do get a lot of entrepreneurs that are Ds. Oh, I, I shouldn't say that. Or Is. They need the balance of an S, which is steady, or a C, which is uh, you know much more systematic. So that balance is really needed in that position. Well, great point. And. Uh, Ellie, we don't have too much time available, but um, could you just give us some examples of a client, or, uh, client, just give us one, that's achieved great results in their business due to coaching? Sure. 
This is an interesting client. She owns a um, a pool company, and it doesn't put in swimming pools, but they sell all the chemicals, and she also sells hot tubs. This was an interesting company because when I first came to her, she had two locations. And within one week, I said to her, we've got to close location two or you're going to go bankrupt. Now, this was her baby. She did not want to do it. The company was about $450,000 combined. And I worked with her, and we set a date. I said, if it's not turning a profit by X date, we've got to close it. Well, she did it kicking and screaming. P.S., three years later, the one location now is a $1.7 million company. Wow. I like that example because sometimes you do have to really look at what is happening. You know, if it's two locations, is one carrying the other? But that's one example. She's a really, really um, a good person, great company, and you know what? She took the advice. And that's part of it, too, is when you're probably assessing someone, the, the big question is, are you a coachable business owner? Are you, are you doing this because somebody told you you had to, or are you doing this because you want and you will listen to the coaching advice, correct? Right. And that comes out pretty quickly. Uh, you know, honestly, when we go through the process of talking with uh, prospects at the beginning, we go through a process and we take them through a free coaching session. That is for them to look at us and for us to look at them. It's a two-way street. Great stuff. Ellie, uh, before uh, before we uh, hang up today, tell us, our listeners how they can get in touch with you if they would like to learn more about Action Coach and working with you. Great. Thank you so much. You can uh, call me at my uh, business office number is 914-232-1580. 914-232-1580. Or you can email me at Ellie Marshall, E-L-L-I-E-M-A-R-S-H-A-L-L, at actioncoach.com. Those are the two big ways. Or you can go on my website, uh, Ellie Marshall Action Coach, and there's all kinds of um, bells and whistles that will come up in ways that you can contact me. So Ellie Marshall Action Coach, E-L-L-I-E-M-A-R-S-H-A-L-L, actioncoach, all spelled out, .com for your website, right? Well, that's my email. That's your. Oh, I'm sorry, Ellie Marshall at Marshall at ActionCoach.com. But if you Google Ellie Marshall Action Coach, I'll come up in all kinds of glory. <laughs> and, and for our listeners out there, um, here's someone who's been in the big companies and can bring that expertise back down to you at a, at a smaller, medium company level. And you've mm-hmm. got some looks like some workshops, um, six steps to building a massive business. I'd mm-hmm. love to come to that, but it's it's in the wrong Orange County. Uh, <laughs> we're out here in Orange County, California, and you're in Orange County, New York, right? I know. I, who, who would think? But yeah. it sounds like a great workshop, and, and anybody who's in that area should certainly come and find that or look for information on Ellie's website. Give her a call. Why? What do you have to lose? And talk to her about her experiences in a big company. The, you know, you can get some good tips that way. Ellie, thanks very much for joining us. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's been great, and have a great day. Thank you. I've been talking with Ellie Marshall from Action Coach, and we're going to take a short break and be right back with another guest, so please stay tuned.
You're listening to ExitCoachRadio.com, the information station for age 50-plus business owners, where we're interviewing over 250 top advisors for their best tips, ideas, and precautions so you can be well-planned. We upload new one-minute tips every day. ExitCoachRadio.com. Come listen for a minute. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio. 